Time now for Kings Talk. Oh, it's sported between the pads. Where you, the listeners, call in with your comments and questions after every Kings game. Tell us what's on your mind. Call us at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. We'll also take a look at the stars of the game, game highlights, and the out-of-town scoreboard. It's time for Kings Talk, right here on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. I'm Jesse Cohen. You're listening to Kings Talk, coming to you live from the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center on the upper concourse of Crypto.com Arena. Final score here in downtown L.A. Your L.A. Kings 5, the Columbus Blue Jackets 1. We're taking your questions and comments about the game, the team, and anything else on your mind. Call 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. Let's take a look at the three stars of the game. We're going to go in reverse order this time. Ordinarily, I start with the third star and work my way up to number one. This time, starting with the first star of the game, working my way down to number three because I've got a question about the third star of the game. But first of all, the first star of the game from your L.A. Kings, Pierre-Luc Dubois with two goals, a plus two, uh, one of them on the power play, three shots on goal in 16 minutes, 31 seconds of ice time. Pierre-Luc Dubois, your number one star of the game. Your number two star of the game with... Just an incredible goal in the first period. Uh, first period was looking like it was not going to be a great period. And then Quentin Byfield put on a one-man show and just what an incredible goal. Uh, he also had an assist on Pierre-Luc Dubois' second goal. Probably should have had an assist, although uh, watching the broadcast, Jim Fox says that uh, that goal that was called back for the Kings, despite the fact that it went off of Columbus defenseman Erica Branson's foot, uh, Drew Doughty did interfere with the goaltender, but nonetheless, Quentin Byfield had a nice play on that goal, even though it was called back. Quentin Byfield all over this game. He is your second star of the game. And your third star of the game, and this is where I want you guys to call in, help me out, 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. Third star of the game is Cam Talbot. Now, Cam Talbot stopped uh, 33 of 34 shots, 971 save percentage, but I have this little thing I like to call the one-goal shutout. And ordinarily, a goaltender earns a one-goal shutout if the easiest way to do it is if they allow a goal either in the opening moments of a game and then shut the door the rest of the way or shut the door the entire game and allow one late in the game when the game is completely out of hand and it's a goal in the last minute or two minutes and who cares. Now, this goal that was scored on Cam Talbot happened in the second period, Adam Boakvist. But I went back and looked at it because somebody on the Kings Discord pointed out that it might be a one-goal shutout. The goal comes from behind the goal line uh, and bounces off the back of Cam Talbot's foot Now and then trickles in on the far post. So, yeah, it came in the second period of the game. It made it 2-1, to one, so it doesn't fit the sort of timeline uh, settings for a one-goal shutout, but it was a goofy goal. It was sort of a fluky goal. I'm not entirely sure that Cam Talbot's to blame for it. There's not much he could have done about that. It came from behind the goal line, bounced off the back of his foot, and then trickled in. So I'm inclined to award Cam Talbot the one-goal shutout. I want to know what you guys think, starting with Robert in Glendale. What's going on, Robert? Uh, hey, Jesse. I hope you're doing great. I am um, doing great, Robert. Okay, so, so I'll be frank and get right to it. I think your one-goal shutout is, like, a cool idea, but I think it's terribly named. <laughs> okay. <'Cause> I think, 
I think a shutout is a shutout is a shutout, right? So uh, like, fair enough. I think I, I think it's like you know apples to oranges is an overused comparison, but it's like I think it's a different achievement, right? So uh, I think when you bring the word shutout into it, it's it, it's like eh. So so <laughs> with with regard to the gold tonight, it's like maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but like I'm still not entirely sure what I'm supposed to. Like, like, so what if he did get a one-goal shutout? What exactly does that mean, you know? Well, nothing. It just means um, he had a great game. Yeah, that I agree with. He All right. have a great game. <laughs> All yeah. right, we agree yeah, on that. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, anyway, um, Byfield goal, incredible. I'm sure many mm-hmm. people will talk about that. I will leave it to them. What I wanted to ask about was the Jim Fox now a couple of times has mentioned a new point system that the coaches, I guess, are using with Dubois, apparently. And I don't know if this is just, you know, uh, availability bias that's the most available explanation, but uh, one way or another, whatever it is, Dubois is certainly performing a lot better recently. Um, So I wanted to ask, one, if you think that that new kind of evaluation system is at least partially responsible for his increased performance. And two, if you had any information on the details of kind of what those criteria that they're using are. So I'm going to answer those questions in reverse, Robert. I appreciate you calling in and asking about it. I full disclosure, I did not hear the first time that Jim Fox mentioned it because I was doing uh, the pregame radio show while Jim was doing the pregame television show. So I'm sort of late to the conversation. Plus, I wasn't on the road when it got discussed the most. Zach Dooley was, and I know that he has been asking uh, Dubois and the coaching staff and other players about it, and he will have an article about it with those details coming soon. Not sure the exact publishing uh, date he's got planned for that. I don't have any of the details. Um, I spoke to Pierre-Luc Dubois this morning one-on-one and uh, did not mention it. Slipped my mind, unfortunately, um, but was impressed with uh, Dubois' willingness to talk to me about a great many things having to do with the road trip and the recent play of play of himself. Um, but as far as the details about that special point system, that will be coming out soon, courtesy of Zach Dooley. As far as whether or not I think it's responsible for his increased um, quality of play, I don't know, but I also think that it helps when you're playing with Quentin Byfield. <laughs> um, there's sure. uh, There are a couple guys on this roster that make everybody else on their line instantly better, and we're finding out that Quentin Byfield is, is one of those guys. And, uh, I mean, what a game tonight. And as you said, that incredible, incredible. goal, but not just the goal, yeah. also the pass to Pierre-Luc Dubois right out in front for his second goal of the night. I thought the two of them worked very well together, and and I appreciate your answer, and I'll take the rest of it uh, off air. I'm All sure right, you got for, a lot of callers. Thanks for calling in, Robert. Appreciate it. Steve in Orlando, what's going on, Steve? Hey, and having a great night. How are you? <laughs> Good. You're up late. I, I, I work nights. I missed the first period. I got home from work. Oh, well, you didn't miss anything then. Well, you missed Byfield's goal. Other yeah. than that, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, I did. I missed the, the goal of the year, apparently. I, yeah, I was unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great highlight. Um, I had a couple of comments. Well, I'll get to answering your question first. Um, maybe, like the last guy said, maybe the name is kind of off-putting with the uh, one-goal shutout. Maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, shoot a shutout. A shoot a shutout or a shootout. A shootout. <laughs> oh, I like that. A shootout. Shootout. I really shootout. like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, he should have shut out. That that was a should have shut out. All right, I'm uh, but, yeah. I'm stealing right. that, Steve. I'm absolutely That's stealing that. <laughs> but um, my comment was um, yeah, that that goal by QB was amazing. But I'm loving this year the slap shots of Dowdy. It's like old school. I'm loving it. I love when he rips it and just nails it like he's been doing. It. It's it's my favorite part of the season so far is his slap shots. Yeah, he. I cannot remember where or when he said it, but he said to somebody that he had put a lot of work in the offseason on those shots. Um, and, I mean, the results are pretty hard to uh, ignore, right? I mean, that that was a pretty clean goal uh, at the end of that, that game. Amazing. Yeah, what an what a exclamation point. I loved it. <laughs> yes. Great. Yeah, great to see him winning, and I just, I'm loving that old school sh- slap shot. You don't see that enough. Like they mentioned, every time he scores one, it's just not used as much, and he's just – bringing it back. I love it. And and it's also a nice compliment to his game because he does not have a smooth offensive game in the, you know, in the way that like an Eric Carlson does or a Kale McCarr does. He's dynamite in his own zone. He's certainly capable of putting up points uh on the board, you know, assists and goals. But if he's going to go ahead and then add and refine that slap shot, um I think it's just a really nice compliment to his game. Steve, I appreciate you calling in, and I really appreciate the shootout. The shootout is a <laughs> – I'm going to have to be really careful when I pronounce it quickly, but – Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's all yours. But a really perfect uh, rebrand, and I'm sort of kicking myself for not thinking of it earlier. Appreciate the call, Steve. Go ahead and uh, – well, I was going to say get some sleep, but you said you work nights, so uh, stay healthy at work. Mike in Atlanta, are you still with us, Mike? Yeah, Jesse, I'm here, man. Thanks Great for hanging win on. for the boys. Very excited. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I just flew in uh, back to Atlanta. I was at the Pittsburgh game, so it was really cool to see the boys, you know. Um, you know, as I see Yager and all that, but the boys put the W on the board, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, but out here, the, the play I wanted to talk about was Clark's play. So, you know, the first goal, obviously, by Phil, amazing, right? But that important, like, two-goal lead when you're playing with the lead, and Clark's play off the board, wanted your thoughts on that. It was intentional all the way. Heads up, he's looking up, plays it off the board. Dubois with that little snapshot. Just wanted your thoughts on that play. Well, I'd, I'd really like to know if it was intentional, Mike, because um, it's certainly more fun to think that it was, but so many things had to go right in order for that to, re- to really make me believe that it was intentional. But what I did notice... And I asked uh, the guys that uh, the guys and gals that I work with um, to pull it because in the arena we get the jumbotron feed of what's going on on the ice, and it doesn't always translate to the broadcast feed. The broadcast makes edits, they make cuts, and in that goal on the jumbotron, Brant Clark, when jumping into the celebration with Pierre Luc Dubois and Phil Deneau and whoever else was on the ice, made a gesture down the ice and. Earlier in his career, I think it was when he was in Ontario, might have been the CHL, but I think it was when he was in Ontario, he scored a power play goal and quickly turned around uh, to wave at the guy in the penalty box. Um, I don't think it was in the NHL. I'm pretty sure it was in Ontario, but he's definitely done things like that before. So when he waved, it looked like a wave. I thought he was waving to the uh, to the penalty box or to the Columbus bench. I wasn't really sure. Um, but watching the replay of it that uh, one of my coworkers grabbed for me, it's possible that he was pointing to Cam Talbot to uh, signify that Talbot deserved an assist on the goal. Um, the camera didn't stay on him very long, so it's sort of hard to see. But So I, I would like to find out if it was intentional, if he knew what he was doing, and I also want to know what he was doing 
who he was gesturing to after the goal. But uh, listen, Brant Clark, uh, Quentin Byfield, and and Pierre Luc Dubois since the All Star break are uh, are really impressing. They're having a huge impact on the game. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would like very much Mike to know if that was intentional. If somebody doesn't ask him tonight when the uh, room is open, I will certainly try and find out tomorrow morning. That that would be awesome, man. And it's just you know it's it's the the idea of having a guy in the lineup like Clark, young rookie, all that. He's very exciting to watch. But you know even if it's not like intentional, like six to six, right? But it looks like he's always thinking, how can we score when I'm out? Like you know what I mean? Like it feels like there's pressure coming from him. There's creativity. There's things happening. So very excited to see this team. They have the skill. I mean, they just I, I haven't seen a team like this in a while where, you know, like those individual efforts, like bites of goal, like highlight reel. Like it looks like talent just took over on this game. Yeah, well, the nice thing about Clark and Byfield is exactly what you're talking about. It's that looking for opportunities to make a difference, whether it's a pass, a play, uh, a goal, whatever it is. And, you know, the the confidence that Byfield showed to make the move he made, and, I mean, uh, we have to talk about it. It's an unbelievable goal. Um, if Clark was intentionally firing that puck, you know, whatever, uh, 130 feet down the ice with the intention of bouncing it off the corner boards for Pierre-Luc Dubois to get a shot attempt, that's right up there with that, right? Like, just... The presence of mind to see the opportunity, the confidence to take the opportunity, and the skill to execute on the opportunity. Uh, those three things are all rare. To have them in one player, to have them in two players, um, is uh, is pretty exciting. Mike, appreciate the call all the way from Atlanta. Uh, have a good night. Matt in L.A., are you still with us, Matt? Yes, hello. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. I'm calling from uh, Crypto.com Arena right now. Just left the game that we watched. Oh, where, where were you uh, fantastic sitting? Fantastic game. We were sitting in uh, 303 up in the nosebleeds, but still could see a, a fantastic game. Happy to be at that one. Well, that was you picked um, a good one. <laughs> exactly. The last one we, we went to was did not go as well as this one did. <laughs> um, so the question I had for you, I am a relatively new Kings fan. I've been watching for just a few months. Uh, born and raised in L.A., followed every sport, played it all, but never the Kings. And seems like I came in at a time where things are kind of up in the air. People are talking about the coaching staff and the GM and the bad trades with PLD and whatnot. And, you know, I'm seeing good things. I'm seeing bad things. The question I had for you is, as a new Kings fan, what would you say to me in the context of where we are right now with the Kings franchise from the beginning to what I should be looking forward to going forward. Well, Matt, have you ever seen the movie Fight Club? Love that movie. So the last line of the movie is, you met me at a very strange time in my life, right, as they're standing there watching all the buildings collapse Correct. around them. Um, Correct. You've, you've met the Kings at a very strange time in their life, Matt. Um, yeah, they have made a coaching change, which is never an easy decision, and it's never really clear how it's going to go. So you asked me what to expect for the rest of the season, and the answer is I'm not really sure what to tell you. Um, the Kings history, there are some Kings fans, when it comes to talking about a coaching change midseason, will automatically point back to the 2011-2012 season where the Kings let uh, Terry Murray go, I want to say in early December. Uh, Daryl Sutter came in and ultimately led that team to its first Stanley Cup after qualifying for the playoffs in the eight seed. Um 
but they also let John Stevens go in the 2018-19 season. He was replaced by Willie Desjardins, and that season was a disaster. Um, that season kicked off the rebuild that the Kings are now sort of reaping the rewards of. Quentin Byfield, uh, Brant Clark, Alex Turcotte, Arthur Calley. Those are the players that were acquired um, as a result of the rebuild kicked off by that 18-19 season. So, so far, the results appear to be closer to the 2011-2012 uh, coaching change than the 2018-19 coaching change. But there's still lots okay. of games left to play. I will say this, though, Matt. Tonight, for me, was a huge test. Coming into this game, I wanted to see the Kings get an early lead, build on that lead, never surrender the lead, and win convincingly because they they won in Edmonton, uh, or they excuse me, they won against Edmonton here at home in Jim Hiller's first game. Then they got their doors blown off by Buffalo. They came yeah. back and had a really good trip, picked up three solid wins. This was the first game back after that road trip. It wasn't Jim Hiller's first home game as head coach, but it was his first mm-hmm. normal home game as head coach, you know, because the first one was his first one. Um, they had had played a weak game against Columbus earlier in the year, and I felt that they sort of underestimated them, sort of looked down their nose at them, maybe came into that game back in December a little bit cocky, and so I didn't want to see that tonight. I didn't want to see a game where they gave up an early lead and had to come back. Now, they got lucky that first goal was called back, so they didn't technically give up a lead uh, early in the game, and after that goal was called back, they took over the game. So that's a good sign to me. Um, everything we've seen so far is a positive, but that first 10 minutes, it makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie, Matt. Um, I would have liked to see them come out and really just dominate from tip to tail. Uh, they didn't, but they did what they had to do. They got a solid game effort. And I think that's, what's really the best sign, Matt. This team was built. We heard from the general manager. We heard from the coaching staff. We've heard from the players. This team is built to succeed with depth. This, this team isn't built to have one part of the team uh, carry the rest of it. They need all cylinders firing. And you can see tonight and the Pittsburgh game and the New Jersey game, when the team is playing the way they're meant to play, the goaltending stands out. The goaltending holds up. Um, If they don't, then the goaltending struggles. So as long as they keep playing the way that, that Jim Hiller wants them to and that Rob Blake built them to, then I think, Matt, you've chosen a team in a really fun spot that should have a really fun uh, stretch run. Uh, if they don't, uh, things could get dicey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching regardless. I've been having a lot of fun watching them. And uh... Oops, why do you think they're playing Cam over David Riddick? Cause I feel like he's been awesome since I've been watching him. He has. Um, I think that just comes down to, and uh, Jim Hiller mentioned it this morning. They need both goalies, right? Like, neither Cam Talbot nor David Riddick is is a Vezina-caliber goaltender. I think both of them theoretically are capable of it, but if we're talking realistically about the breadth of their career, neither one of them are that kind of goaltender. So you're going to need both of them to perform. You can't just keep playing one guy over and over and over again. They kind of did that to Talbot earlier this year because the schedule allowed them to. Uh, they had, like, mm-hmm. a lot of days off in between games so he could get rest. But, I mean, I think you're seeing now, with the benefit of rest and with the benefit of a re-energized team, Cam Talbot is perfectly capable of putting up games where he only allows one goal. And, like, tonight, um, I don't know if you heard my yeah. intro about the, the one-goal shutout. Um, 
you know, I mean, he had a really strong game tonight. He got a lot of help from his forwards and defensemen, but he also made a couple of really key saves on breakaways and uh, and guys bearing down on him. So I get the question, but uh, I think there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. I have a question for you, though, Matt. You said you're relatively sure. new to hockey. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I struggle with in sports that I've never played before is not necessarily being able to recognize how <laughs> difficult a really nice play is, right? Like, I played a little bit Absolutely. of tennis as a kid, so I can watch, you know, Wimbledon and go, oh, it's an incredible shot. I know how hard that is. <laughs> um, if I'm watching Nikola Jokic, well, I've never been however tall he is, seven foot one, and, you know, just <laughs> dropped shots in from all over the court. So I, it looks incredible, but I don't actually know how hard it is. Are you able to appreciate sure. that goal that, <laughs> that went Byfield scored tonight? Because let me tell you, that goal I was, was impossible. I was... <laughs> I was screaming my head off, and I will say I've already got myself some inline skates, and I'm working Perfect. my way onto the ice at some point. The fact that they're even out there moving at those speeds is impressive enough to me. Quinton's goal was uh, that 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 was worth the ticket price to begin with. That was well, awesome. I'm glad that you were able to enjoy it, Matt. I'm glad that you were able to see it in person. Have you ever watched a Kings game in the lower bowl yet? No. All that right, will leave, happen soon. Stay on hold. Leave your name and your contact info with our board up, and I will make sure that you get to see one before the season is over. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. That's awesome. No problem. Welcome to the Kings family, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Yeah. All right, Julian and Whittier, are you still there? Hi. How are you, Jesse? It's good I'm to talk good, to Julian. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I don't want to take too much time. First of all, a big salute. Um, to Matt, um, the new hockey fan I am. I started, I'm going to date myself. I don't <laughs> care. I started off in 1979, 1980. So uh, welcome, and, and uh, you're going to love it. Um, so um, the Boston game, um, I, I mean, oh, boy, i got to get my thoughts together here because I've got so much to say. Um, the way they, they kept their cool, they kept their pace, um, was remarkable in the fact that the Kings were pay, uh, playing up to their full potential. And then it was just great to see them keep their cool, losing 1-0 to against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and ruin Yammer Yager's uh, tribute day. Um, and and, and it was just awesome the way they, they, just, they played so poised. Um, and I want to mention Drew Doughty. The way he confronted Brad Marchand, oh, that was great. After he, um, I think he, uh, he he did something to one of the Kings, and it was nice to see uh, Drew Doughty uh, pull his veteran uh, clout, you know. Um, and um, one last comment on Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, I think he's finding his position with the Kings, and that's very very important for the Kings because with his contribution, as we go deeper into these games and the uh, home stretch here, he's going to be so important. My hat's off to Cam Talbot for coming in in relief. Um, and the goaltenders are just playing so good right now. Um, I'll let you go, and I uh, plan on talking to you in the future. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks for calling in, Julian. And I want to add one more thing to the Pittsburgh game. Uh, in the, I want to say that it was the Dustin Brown jersey retirement night, Adrian Kempe scored four goals, and I believe that was the first game that Sidney Crosby had ever been ejected from a game 
So ruining Sidney Crosby's night on that night and uh, obviously celebrating Dustin Brown. And then on Yarmir Yager night, Sidney Crosby scores one goal to give the Penguins a one nothing lead. Uh, the Kings go ahead two more goals from Adrian Kempe, so six goals in back-to-back jersey retirement games against the Penguins and uh, ruining Sidney Crosby's night on two separate occasions. Now, I happen to actually love Sidney Crosby and think he's an incredible player, so I don't take any personal pleasure out of it the way I would if it was Ovechkin or McDavid, but always nice uh, when the Kings can ruin uh, a star player's night on the other team. Thanks for calling in. Julian, we're going to take a break here right now when we come back. Dive into some numbers, more of your calls, 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. Kings win 5-1 to one over the Columbus Blue Jackets. You're listening to Kings Talk on the LA Kings Audio Network here on iHeartRadio. We return to Kings Talk, your post-game reaction to LA Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. You're listening to Kings Talk, coming to you live from the Nick Nixon Broadcast Center on the upper concourse of Crypto.com Arena. I really love that song, but I'm thinking maybe it might be time for me to change it. The final score here in downtown L.A., your L.A. Kings 5, the Columbus Blue Jackets 1. We're taking your questions and comments about the game, the team, and anything else on your mind. Call 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. Let's revisit the three stars of the game real quick. First star of the game, Pierre-Luc Dubois, two goals, two points, plus two, 16 minutes, 31 seconds of ice time. Second star, Quentin Byfield with easily the goal of the year. Uh, one goal, one assist, two points, also plus two, 19 minutes, 19 minutes, 30 seconds of ice time is a, a great amount of ice time for Quentin Byfield. And your third star of the game, stopping 33 of 34 shots, Cam Talbot for a 9-7-1 save percentage. And what we're now calling a should out, not a one goal shutout, but a should out uh, because that one goal scored against him in the second period to make it two to one was a bit fluky. Not much he could do. It wasn't like a really nice play by Columbus or anything, just sort of a Hail Mary shot from behind the goal line that bounced off the back of his foot. So really an outstanding performance from Cam Talbot. Do want to go ahead and just play the highlights because uh, that goal from Quentin Byfield, I mean, I think I would do an hour-long uh, episode just on that goal if I could. But here is Nick Nixon calling the play uh, on Quentin Byfield's first period goal. Just an unbelievable singular effort. Face off to the right of Cam Talbot. And off the draw, Byfield quickly to center ice. With speed, Byfield around one man in on goal. Scores! What a goal! Quentin Byfield! And that gets Jim Fox out seat here at crypto.com arena quinton byfield what an effort one nothing la and it came at a time where uh the first period for the kings was fine it wasn't great it wasn't what we wanted to see if they had ended at zero zero i might have been a little nervous but that goal from quentin byfield i mean my gosh that is what you want out of a second overall draft pick uh, in the second period, uh, Brant Clark, unclear at the moment whether or not it was a set play. A lot of people are calling it was. Uh, with Brant Clark, I certainly wouldn't be surprised, as I said, if we don't find out tonight, uh, if nobody in the media asks him, I will do my best to get to him in the locker room tomorrow uh, and find out, uh, or maybe on Thursday, whenever I get a chance to talk to him. 
But uh, Brant Clark sending the puck the length of the ice off the wall to uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who made it 2 to nothing L.A. Kings have Dubois to start the power play with Moore and Kaliev. As it's carried to Clark to center his shoot-in, chase down, quick shot, score! Dubois! Power play goal, and the Kings are up 2-0. Now, I don't know if uh, Brant Clark's assist was intentional, but I know that Quentin Byfield's was later in the period because Quentin Byfield found Pierre-Luc Dubois standing right in front of the net, and that made it 3-1, Kings. Byfield out to the blue line for England, and a Byfield off his stick. And they battle again. Byfield with it. There's a loose puck battle by Turcotte. In front, Dubois chance. Score! All of that hard work pays off. P.L. Dubois second tonight. 3-1 L.A. Now, uh, special teams battles are important. And in tonight's games, unquestionably, the Kings won the special teams battle. Two for two on the power play and kept uh, Columbus 0 for three. They went perfect on the penalty kill and the power play. And how many times... Can you say that? They also blocked 19 shots. It was a pretty solid contribution from the defenders. But uh, Kevin Fiala scored on the power play in the third period to make it 4-1 to one for your L.A. Kings. Fiala up top again to Doughty. And to Fiala. A give and go with Kempe. Now Kempe got it back for Doughty. In the middle, it comes! Fiala scores! That was a nice shot from Kevin Fiala, and it made it 4-1. to The Kings were not done, and I have been saying recently that I didn't want the Kings to score to make it four goals in a game or more because their record when they score four goals is they're just unbeatable. But you can't count on a team scoring four or more goals every game, and that's why I particularly enjoyed the three games on the road trip that they won. They were one-goal games. They were two two-to-one games and uh, the 5-4 overtime win against the Boston Bruins but a game like this against the team in last place in the Eastern Conference uh, the Kings home record has not been great all season they're on a roll they've won three games in a row it's their first game home back after the road trip this was a game that I wanted the Kings to get out early create a lead never give it up and keep building on it and at four to one the Kings were not done Uh, they continued to pour dirt on the Columbus Blue Jackets and Drew Doughty scored to make it 5-1. to one. Picked up Deneau across to Moore for Doughty with a shot. He scores! One more for good measure with 22.6 left. 5-1 L.A. That made it 5-1 L.A. That is the final score here at Crypto.com Arena. A convincing win over a lesser opponent, and I know we're not supposed to call them lesser opponents because, as Jim Hiller said at the morning skate, every team is good, every team has talent on it, every team can hurt you, but let's face it, when we talk about strength of schedule and people point to the Kings' schedule down the stretch and they talk about how, quote-unquote, easy it is, uh, and sites like Money Puck determine the odds of making the playoffs based on the opponents left on your schedule. There are games that you have to win, and I think tonight was one of them. There's two games left on this homestand. Uh, before it started, I had said to a couple people that I needed them to get four out of six points on this homestand in order for me to feel comfortable, to feel like the change uh, in a head coach had really uh, actually gotten the desired result. Well, two points down, two more to go. They have uh, Nashville on Thursday and Anaheim on Saturday. So uh, obviously we want them to win all three of those games, but they picked up the win here tonight. 
unfortunately, there is one uh, gray cloud to uh, this silver lining of a game, and that is Victor Arvidsson only played 16 seconds tonight. Uh, first shift out, unclear what exactly he hurt, but uh, left, went to the bench after his shift, immediately went down the tunnel, did not return. We got an email middle of the game saying he would not return the rest of the night with a lower body injury. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to tell you I know what it is. I hope nobody asks Jim Hiller for an update because I can promise you Jim Hiller won't have an update. He will have been on the bench all night, and I doubt that the medical staff will know what exactly happened without uh, giving him a proper evaluation. So I hope that nobody takes what is said later tonight as gospel and uh, runs with it. We hope that Victor Arvidsson is fine because he has looked incredible since his return. The reason I bring it up, though, other than to say we will miss Victor Arvidsson, is that it changed uh, the lineups and the time on ice uh, throughout the game. Now, Kempe, Kopitar, and Laferriere, Fiala, Deneau, and Moore wound up playing over 11 minutes each line, that is. Um, then Dubois and Byfield split their time, uh, 6 minutes, 7 seconds with Trevor Lewis on the wing, 3 minutes, 27 seconds with Turcotte on the wing. We saw a ton of combinations. Kaliev, Lewis, and Byfield. Lewis, Turcotte, and Byfield. Lewis, Turcotte, and Kaliev. Moore, Deneau, and Kaliev. Kaliev, Dubois, and Byfield. Fiala, Dubois, and Byfield. Laferriere, Dubois, and Kaliev. Moore, Deneau, Laferriere. Fiala, Dubois, Turcotte. You get the idea. All of those combos playing more than 40 seconds uh, and up to about a minute and a half together. Kaliev, uh, Lewis, Byfield playing almost two minutes together. So Jim Hiller really trying out his combos, really trying to find uh, people to play, people to fill roles, and uh, really, really spreading the uh, the minutes out. At even strength, Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, each with 20 minutes, 40 seconds, roughly. Doughty had 20 minutes, 46 seconds. Gavrikov played 18 minutes, 4 seconds. At even strength, uh, or 5-on-5, five five, excuse me, Quentin Byfield, 17 minutes, 48 seconds of ice time. Really strong game from him tonight. He was all over it. Alex Laferriere, 16 minutes, 6 seconds. Phil Deneau, 15.55. Dubois, 15.46. Kempe, 14.40. Andre Kopitar, only 13 minutes, 55 seconds at even strength. But uh, all strengths, that includes special teams play. Uh, Quentin Byfield, 19 minutes, 7 seconds. Andre Kopitar, 18 minutes, 24 seconds. So Andre Kopitar not having to carry the load uh, in minutes tonight. Quentin Byfield stepping up. Phil Deneau, Adrian Kempe, uh, as we said, Alex Laferriere, Pierre-Luc Dubois, full contributions up and down the lineup. Uh, Alex Turcotte and Arthur Calley of the only ones getting uh, a little bit shortchanged on ice time, each of them playing less than 10 minutes. Uh, Trevor Lewis playing 14 minutes, 39 seconds, all strengths. We are going to take another break here when we come back. Some final thoughts on the game, perhaps more of your calls, 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. And we'll dive into social media, see what people think about the one-goal shutout. Sorry, the should out. We'll find out what people think about that unbelievable Quentin Byfield goal. You're listening to King's Talk on the LA Kings Audio Network here on iHeartRadio. Now back to King's Talk. Your post-game reaction to LA Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. You're listening to Kings Talk, coming to you live from Nick Nixon Broadcast Center on the upper concourse of Crypto.com Arena. Final score here in downtown L.A., your Kings 5, the Columbus Blue Jackets 1. We're taking your questions and comments about the game, the team, and anything else on your mind. Call 877-KINGS-20. That's 
Kings 20, and I got scolded on social media, uh, Stephen Niebau, uh, saying, Jesse, Kings were on a power play. Brant Clark would never shoot the puck in from outside the red line to risk an icing. Not even a rookie would do that negligently. It's a set play when forwards are at full speed and within a few strides of back penalty killers. Well, that's fine and good. Um, and he did shoot it from behind the red line, from his own blue line, really. Uh, but I got to tell you, I'm watching the replay right now, and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois wasn't exactly that far ahead, so I concede that Brant Clark may have done it on purpose. I don't know that that makes it necessarily a great idea. It worked out, uh, and a bold and confident move from uh, Brant Clark, so no complaints here. But uh, like I said, I would still like to talk to Brant Clark about that. Going to uh, social media, although, listen, if you want to get your calls in, 877-KINGS-20. 877-KINGS-20. Feel free to scold me about anything uh, you would like. Uh, one little other note from Twitter, actually, before I dive into that. Uh, from Dennis Bernstein on Twitter, L.A. Kings head coach Jim Hiller would not give a further update on Victor Arvidsson. Deferred to tomorrow for a possible update. And when I, when I asked, I being Dennis, if he would rule out a recurrence of his back injury, Jim Hiller said, quote, I'm not going to get into that now, end quote. So good for Jim Hiller. Um, and, uh, you know, there's really no benefit to him saying anything. We've seen it already this season and the last season. Uh, the coaches the coaches don't know. The medical staff doesn't know. There's a reason that there are evaluations and that players go to see doctors. It's really nothing. The, the, the coaching staff and, and the PR staff and anybody associated with the team can only get themselves in trouble by making a comment on an injury that close to it happening. Um, because he'll say, I don't know, whatever it was said last time, which was an, it was an adjustment, um, which obviously it wasn't an adjustment the last time it happened. Um, but everybody pounces on that and 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 fixates on the immediate um, comment, which is made without information, uh, made to satisfy the desire to have a comment. So good for Jim Hiller to say no comment. He'll defer tomorrow. We will find out more when uh, when we know more. Uh, all right, so let's talk about play of the game, player of the game. Obviously, I asked on Twitter, as I always do, when the Kings have uh, a big win. And uh, as soon as I find a way to pull up that tweet, we're just going to start going through the responses uh, one at a time. I expect to see a ton of praise for Quentin Byfield. Uh, Robert, this is the easiest call of the season, and these are all the only right answers. I appreciate the confidence, Rob. Uh, the play of the game, are you kidding me, Quentin Byfield's goal? Yeah, look, that's... That's the right answer. Even if uh, even if Brant Clark's uh, two-thirds pass down the ice off the boards to Pierre-Luc Dubois went exactly the way he drew it up in his head, the Quentin Byfield goal is still just an unbelievable display of singular talent. Um, not just talent, but uh, opportunity, confidence, vision, hockey IQ, whatever you want to call it. Just an unbelievable goal from Quentin Byfield. Player of the game from Robert, the always maligned, never quite fully appreciated Pierre-Luc Dubois, a.k.a. Enzo. Yes, the two goals, but great defensively and drawing penalties also. Yeah, look, Pierre-Luc Dubois having himself uh, a nice rebound. Uh, big Seagas as the byfield goal and the playmaking ability from Clark. Maxwell, I'm late, but play of the game, the set play with Clark and PLD. Player of the game, Quentin Byfield. So a little bit of a reverse there. Uh, either way, you have to recognize both of those guys for the games that they had. Uh, Gwendolyn says, please give me this game on Saturday when I'm there against the Ducks. It was a great game to listen to. Grateful for the goal videos. Love a goalie assist, so maybe it makes up for no shutout. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. I'd love to see that play. Quentin Byfield, player of the game. Everyone showed up tonight. Thank you, Kings. Agree with that, Gwendolyn. 
Jacob, parentheses, we are back <laughs> on serious play, getting three NHL social media posts in one night. Uh, serious play of the game isn't that obvious. Yes, of course it is. Player of the game, Talbot bouncing back. Yeah, Cam Talbot had a great game tonight. Uh, the only goal coming off the back of his foot when he was down, and like I said, a Hail Mary play from behind the net. Steven Niebau, uh, after sc- <laughs> scolding me, uh, play of the game, the play. Yeah, that Quentin Byfield goal. And player of the game, Pierre-Luc Dubois. A lot of love for both of those guys. Manuel Bryan, play of the game, Byfield's goal. Possibly the goal of the season? No question. Possibly the goal of the calendar year. It's only February, so there's still plenty of time for someone to surpass it. But they're going to have to work pretty hard. Um, player of the game, Byfield, he looked unstoppable. He really did. Uh, Byfield had his hands all over this game. A goal, an assist, uh, hits, Defensive plays, just tons of minutes. Quentin Byfield is, man, he's something else. Honorable mention, England for pushing Fiala to the bench. That was a funny little moment. L.A. Kings 88 play, Quentin Byfield, (laughs) end of thread. Uh, Player of the game, a home game win. You know what? I don't think we should overlook that. It was, I thought, really important to pick up a win on home ice. Uh, Second home win for Jim Hiller. And the crowd was incredible tonight. I find it very funny when uh, refs make questionable decisions and uh, the crowd decides to chant refuse uck uh, because they really don't like garbage. So uh, saying uck to the refuse. Um, But, I mean, that was loud. The entire building got into it. And I imagine if you were listening on iHeartRadio or watching on TV, you could hear the crowd uh, sharing their opinion of the officiating. Um, Just a really great night for, uh, for the home crowd. Uh, Yossi Shamaria, there's no way anything beats Byfield's goal for play of the game. Agreed. Player of the game was Laferriere. He had a great game defensively. Interesting. I I confess I did not notice Alex Laferriere's defensive prowess, but I thought he did have a strong game. Josh, wait for it. Play of the game is Quentin Byfield's ascension with that goal of the year, no doubt about it. No question there, Josh. That was, uh, I mean, I said it, I think, in the second period after the assist. I'm going to have to buy a thesaurus just to find new ways to talk about Quentin Byfield because he has just been unbelievable. Uh, Geo Pobe, 51, Quentin Byfield opening goal. He twisted Wierenski like a pretzel. Joe Benson, play of the game, Byfield sick goal, player of the game, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Shrump the orc, <laughs> Quentin Byfield, oh, my God, goal of the year. Ryan uh, Dodge. Ryan, I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, Ryan from Twitter, Byfield goal and Byfield. uh <laughs> Fake hockey, but Drew Doughty becomes the first player, the NHL player to hit 99 in NHL 24. All right. <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, we are going to uh, include uh, – oh, sorry, I've got a, a late entry from Steve Dotto. Play of the game, Quentin Byfield. Player of the game, Talbot. He saved our neck on those breakaways. Honorable mention, Laferriere. He was all over the place. Forecheck, backcheck, paycheck. Steve, great game from uh, Byfield, Talbot, and Laferriere. Great game from everybody, really. And that's one of the things I like about uh, the Kings under uh, Jim Hiller is that uh, he makes a point to mention when it's a team effort and point out strong team play, and that is what we're getting from the L.A. Kings right now. So going to Discord where there's a little uh, – I don't even know what you call it on Discord – a subcord, a Discord uh, – uh, folder. Uh, I don't, sorry, I don't. I'm old. I don't know what you call them on Discord, but a separate conversation for each game where we talk about the play of the game and the player of the game. Open blow, open blue Joe. Pardon me. Player of the game, Cam Talbot. Aside from that goal against, he was almost perfect. He's so back. Honorable mention to Pierre Luc Dubois for a two goal game. Play of the game, Quentin's goal made the Montreal goal look silly in compa- comparison with the sheer willpower. God, that kid is so good. No question, Joe. 
Um, I don't know if it made the Montreal goal look silly, but it certainly <laughs> it certainly was a lot more difficult than the Montreal goal. I thought both of them are perfectly fine goals for Quentin Byfield to have in his uh, arsenal. Alec Talbot, huge saves and crucial moment. Play of the game, Quentin Byfield, no question or comment. Jonathan Quick, fan 32, only goal against was stoppable by England. Cam, the MVP of the game. Play of the game by far, Byfield. Agree there. Starblade, player of the game, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, massive two-goal game out of him. Play of the game, Quentin Byfield, enough said. Yeah, enough said, no question. Um, Miracumat, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Play of the game, I'm assuming it's Quentin Byfield. There's an expletive in there. Player of the game, can't decide between Cam Talbot and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Cam with a maybe one-goal shutout and two assists, as well as a huge game-saving saves and an I'm-so-bag performance. Pierre-Luc Dubois continuing his upward trajectory just in time for when we need him, pushing and mushing through all the negative comments to come a staple of our now good power play, also deserving. Uh, Yeah, uh, lots of conversations there after that. Don't need to read the entire thing, but everybody weighing in on an incredible night, and I do just want to see, I'm going to look something up real quick here while I ramble, because I was looking it up earlier, just what the Kings' numbers are since the All-Star break as far as individual players, because Quentin Byfield... Uh, has been very, very good since the All-Star break. So has Pierre-Luc Dubois. And Brant Clark, in his, I think it's four games now, uh, inclusion in the lineup is continues to put up points. So uh, just looking real quick at the LA Kings number, seven points from Quentin Byfield in six games, plus four. Six points in six games for Pierre-Luc Dubois, a plus two. Uh, Brant Clark, four points in four games. So... There you have it. Adrian Kempe and Andre Kopitar also putting up points. Obviously, nobody put up points in that Buffalo game, but seven points, six points, five points for Kempe, four points for Kopitar, Clark, four games, four points in four games, excuse me, Drew Doughty, four points in six games, and a plus three. So lots of solid play from everywhere, up and down the lineup, uh, solid goaltending, solid defense. What more could you ask for, Kings fans? That's going to do it for Kings Talk. Final score tonight from Crypto.com Arena here in downtown L.A. Your L.A. Kings 5, the Columbus Blue Jackets 1. L.A. Kings hockey returns to iHeartRadio Thursday night when your L.A. Kings face off against the Predators uh, here at Crypto.com Arena in downtown L.A. Pre-game show begins at 7 p.m. Pacific. Puck drop is scheduled for 7.30 here on the L.A. Kings Audio Network. You've been listening to L.A. Kings hockey. For Nick Nixon, Jim Fox, Daryl Evans, Zach Dooley, Carlin Bathe, Robert in Glendale, Stephen Orlando, Mike in Atlanta, new L.A. Kings fan Matt in L.A., and Julian in Whittier, our on-site producer Jake Warner, and our network producer Jeff Cabot. I'm Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll see you Thursday night. been listening to Kings Talk along the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Follow the Kings all season long wherever you are. Downloading. With the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Download the iHeart app for free and join us next time for the excitement of LA Kings hockey.